You are listening to the Break Free From Your Monkey Mind podcast, where you will be introduced to various techniques, ideas, and guests, providing you with ways to improve your mental health and help you take the first step towards your goals and aspirations. Let us inspire you today to learn, grow, and succeed. Here's your host, Tony Gordon. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are in the world again. Thank you very much for joining me. This is Break Free from Your Monkey Mind podcast, season three, episode five. I'm your host, Tony Gordon. Um, I was asked this week to actually do a talk about burnout, especially it's such a relevant thing with people at the moment. It's a term that people are using. Um, some people call it overwhelm, some people call it burnout. They don't actually really know what it is. So usually when I delete things, I would first of all get the actual definition from a dictionary. People don't. It says the physical or mental collapse caused by overwork or stress. High levels of professionalism may result in burnout. But burnout can happen at any time in your life. It's not necessarily just something that happens in work or a work environment. Burnout can be one of those things that can just either creep up in someone or it can be something that they know is happening, but don't seem to know how to deal with it. First of all, I'll start the first part. Um, the, the keeping up with someone, I spoke in the original bit of my, the podcast here while I set these up, and that was a bit of a sort of thing that happened to me, is the burner just creeped up. Um, I didn't really know what to describe as at the time, as I said before, but for me, what the feelings were is just getting a bit more anxious each day, um, for me, it was due to the pain and everything else going on. But for other people, it can feel like a little bit of worry it starts off as so worries a little bit in your mind and things playing. I mean, I need to get this done, I need to get that done, and just things build up. Then it gets to a level when you start feeling it physically. Maybe the sweats, your stomach feels like it's churning. You people mention the stomach ends up like a washing machine as if it's spinning all the time, um, feeling sick, nauseous. Um, not really sleeping properly, yet feeling tired during the day, but you know you can't seem to sleep when you should sleep, being agitated. All these things are signs and they all add up. Now, burnout is different from many other temporary issues or issues of stress. They can just be um, stress on a day. So you get stressed with something that's happened that particular day. You hear people say about their wedding day, don't they? Or I'm stressed that make sure that everything goes correct. It's not exactly burn out the feeling, but at certain points of the day, I suppose it could feel like it. But they're feeling a stress because they up to a certain point, but then once it's over, the stress goes. So you don't feel the stress anymore. You don't feel that agitation. So it's, it's really important we understand the difference from experiencing what burnout actually is, than just experiencing a difficult time or a rough time or a tough time in the week, maybe a tough time at work. The signs that you need to tell because you'll know your own strengths emotionally and physically. You will know when you're feeling okay and when you're not okay. And I don't mean just, okay, having a wee bit no sleep or good sleep last night, so you feel a wee bit not turning your ball the day, you're not quite there. This is something that feels like it's draining you each and every day. Being tired, I said all the time, been feeling exhausted, yet when you put your head in the pillow, you don't seem to sleep. 
you feel like you're waking up all the time. You're checking the clock, or if you wear a watch, you probably look at your watch. Maybe an hour's passed, but it feels like hours to you. But time seems to move slowly, and you keep waking up, probably to the point when you know you're supposed to wake up, and that's when you probably get into a deeper sleep. But when you're looking at these things during the day, you feel tired, drained. You don't feel as though you can think clearly. Sometimes it may be even simple things like words. You know, you know the word. It just won't come. Or you, you want to do something. With, I can't remember how I did that. Maybe in a system or a computer thing you've not used for a while. You suddenly can't remember how you did it. And it's not it's not there. We just have difficulty focusing and concentrating on the things that we need at that time. Because when you're that tired, another you might notice is you finish work, you sit down, you just want to relax, watch a program, or talk to your family, do something, and then you realise that you're nodding all the time. You can feel yourself doing it. You start to nod. You start, the, your body just totally goes into that total exhaustion, total desperation stage that you, you're trying not to fight it, but you can't. And it's really strange because you sleep there, but you want to sleep here in your bed. It's because when you go to bed, you, you've trained your mind to you think, I'm supposed to sleep, then get up a certain time. But if you've got worry or anxiety in your mind or stress, then you worry that much that you don't actually sleep properly. When someone is feeling the, the type of stress that leads to burnout, they don't actually always feel that they're part of something or they're contributing properly. Maybe they are contributing, but don't feel so getting the recognition that they should get for that. And it starts to bother them. And that's when this stress can start leading further towards being anxious, get into anxiety or even depression. They start moving towards the change in their emotional state. How do you find that things bother you? You ever notice that when you do feel really tired or agitated or stressed? Sometimes it can be the way someone says something. Sometimes it can be the words they say themselves. Sometimes it's just the way they act. They don't mean to cause any issues, but it bothers you because of the way you feel. And you probably don't even notice it's into you, you just think it's them. And it's like every little sound it could be somebody's music, it could be something in the background. You just get annoyed, you get agitated with it. Your performance overall, as I said, totally, it really gets bad. Your performance at work, how you deal with family, friends, you may get the stage you don't even want to go out anywhere. You know you're supposed to be somewhere, but you just, you don't get the inclination to totally move or go and do it. You just don't feel up to it. And when you sit back and look at maybe the work you've done that day, you realise You've not done half of what you set out today, so you may have a to-do list in the morning. You've procrastinated, you've lack of concentration, the lack of focus what you're doing. Everything takes longer. You may even second guess yourself or doubt yourself and go recheck and check and check things again. Because you can't help it just because of that cloudiness or you hear it now obviously like brain fog. It just means you cannot think right. You can't seem to get a grasp on what you're doing for more than a few minutes. It's like all that affects your attention span. And you just can't seem to have the focus that you need. And a lot of time you feel, you can't feel bad that you feel guilty about it, but the more you feel like that, the worse it seems to get. You don't actually get any better. 
he just seems as though everything's dragging you down. So the burnout literally is, you used to have an old saying about burning candles at both ends, if you were trying to have too much in your personal life and too much in your work life. Sometimes it's not, it's just because there's just so many different things affecting you and you're not looking after yourself. I spoke this before on different podcasts on it, different terms people use recently of self-care, care for self, whatever it is, it just means, and you're looking after you. Because if you don't, all these things we just mentioned are things that can happen to you. So rather than people ask me how they deal with someone's going to burn out, then yeah, if they have, get them to get help. Get them to find ways of dealing with at the moment, but if there's something that's really more ingrained in them that's actually causing it, if there's something deeper that's caused all this anxiety and the worry to lead into the burnout in the first place, then they may need to get help. So get them to reach out to someone. But there are things that you can actually do to deal with it or even prevent it. And that's more what we should be concentrating on rather than what is the burnout of the old burnout. We want to make sure that we can get people looking after themselves enough that they never get that far to have the burnout. So what things can you do? So many things, you've had so many things before. But if in a work environment it's happening to you, talk to colleagues if you're comfortable with that, but even more important, talk to a line manager or someone in your work that you know that you can trust, that you can open up to and say, look, this is what's happening. This is what's going on in me. It's not that I'm not trying, I just feel I'm not as productive as I should be. My work level is not what it normally would be. The quality is not there. And it's not that I'm not doing it. It's just I've got so many other things I'm trying to deal with that's actually hindering me from doing what I would normally do. And tell them that you do, you, you just don't know how to get the help, so you look for some guidance. Maybe, they, maybe even your work has got something in place. If you're not working at that, then again, then go speak to your GP first. Tell them, be open and honest how you're feeling. Don't hide anything. This is where a lot of people get it wrong. They go to GP and they come out, I'm stressed or I'm, I'm suffering anxiety or depression, it's everything. But they don't actually sit and tell them exactly what it is or how long it's been gone for. Oh, it's been gone for if it's not, maybe a week, two weeks, three weeks. If it is and you're feeling that way and you're stressed and burnt and you feel like getting towards burnout, doesn't necessarily mean it's anxiety. It's just certain things have built up on you that you're allowing, we allow these things to happen because the way we react, the difference in reacting, somebody responding to something. Well, if you're not doing it correctly, the reacting right way, you can't respond to them right way. You need to have an honest conversation and speak to them and say, look, if it's a GP, tell them exactly what's going on so they know how they can help. They cannot be able to deal with it. If it is that that needs help, they may be able to refer you on. But remember, when you do go and see them, don't just accept the first things they night with prescription pills. Ask them what's the pills going to exactly do. Is it going to, one, make them feel better? But two, is it going to stop whatever caused this in the first place? Because if not, does that not mean it's going to come back as soon as I've stopped taking these pills? To expect me to stay on them the rest of my life. So talk to them just so they understand what other options are available. Is there other therapies you can go in? Whether it's to start with talking to therapy if need be, or maybe go see a holistic therapist. Speak to them and find out what options they do know and see what you can do. Taking breaks. Take a break during the day. If you need be, sit in your, in your diary. When you sit in your diary for the week, 
So I do whatever day of the week if you do that. Take a Sunday, sort your diary out and say, right, what I'm going to do is plan breaks in. Five, ten minutes here, that in the afternoon, whatever it is, more than the afternoon, break them up. Try to be middle of each, if possible, because you know you've got a lunch break in the middle. But what are you doing about it with the breaks? So many people, to get a break or the lunch break, and what do they do? They sit there, either eat at their desk and keep working, or they'll just eat their lunch and that's it. What about trying to get your lunch here? We've picked something you can eat lunch, it's still going to do you good, keep you going in the afternoon. But what a five, ten minute walk? People say, oh, there's nobody walk you, there is, you can even walk on a block. Walk around your houses, back in again, your street, the next street, maybe next time trying to three, see if you can squeeze four in. Whatever it is, you're always trying to add a wee bit to it. Because getting out in the fresh air is going to do you good anyway. Because when you get stressed and you get anxious, as I said, you feel tired during the day. And the longer the day goes on, the less productive you are. So getting out in some fresh air will change that because it will make you feel invigorated. You've got to find what's right for you. Mine's the simple. I have Spotify or Amazon Music always on my. There's other options you can choose, but they're the ones I like. They're on my computer here. And when I sit there, if I take a break between things, I'll go for a walk out from here. I've got two cats, I'll go and see them, make sure they're right if they need in or out or fed or whatever. I come back, put my headphones back on, my music is on, and I'll do some reading. And I book in that time that I did that. Next day, I might put the same on. always music involving me. The music will go on. I move my chair back. I do a little bit of Tai Chi exercises. You can do Tai Chi, Qigong. You can do yoga at your desk. Anything stretching. Anything that gets your body physically moved as well as mentally. Because the better you feel physically, the better mentally you feel, the more spiritually you feel. So overall, your body and mind are balanced. And that's where you look for the carry on a day. How about trying something like mindfulness at lunchtime? You can get apps to do it. You can get it on the internet. Go to YouTube, put in for some mindfulness exercises, and you'll get them to do it five, ten minutes. Just sit and try that and just let yourself relax. And in the moment, you can even once that invigorating. Put some invigorating music on. There's a great composer called Walter Bergson that I use for doing with clients. Um, if I've got music to play at group sessions, I've done it in the last week. Great for calming music, relaxing, upbeat, epic, like the big things you get at the beginning of a big movie. The music for that, he has ones like that, and it's just so inspiring, but it makes you feel good. Anything that makes you feel good releases chemicals in your brain, like serotonin, endorphins, and they just make you feel great, and they help you then to get a bit more energy for the afternoon. A simple one, smile. Because I was totally daft on that. But literally smiling makes you feel so much better. And if you're smiling, you can't be miserable because you, your mind can't cope with the two of them at one time. How do you smile and be sad? It's not, try it. Try smiling out, really smile. Think of something that makes you happy and try and feel sad when you're smiling. It's really difficult for your, your brain to cope with something like that. I've got some people who actually put post-its onto their laptop in the morning, their computer or a monitor in the morning just with a smiley face on it. I've even said to some, why don't you do it on your phone? And put it as like a screensaver of that on your phone, put a smiley face. So every day you open your phone up, even if only people you shouldn't do, but you open your phone before you do anything else, you see the smiley face. Try that, even sitting here now, try it, and it's amazing how much better you feel with your smiling. When you're doing that, just change your routine. Change what you do. For example, if you work from home, I know you've got an office at home or whatever space you use for it. 
but trying not to use the same space all the time. I'm bad for that. I must admit, I've turned this into an officer in my hand and I do that. But I do get up every again and walk. I try to do every hour if possible if I'm not on a meeting for an hour. I even get a Fitbit. Oh man, my wife got me to do that. It's set that every single hour I need to do 250 steps. Not a lot. But when you're at home, it can be so. Sundays I just go up and down the stairs. Sundays I walk down, I'm not chopping down the kitchen or through the bottom back up. Cats look at me funnily, think I'm mad. But it gets your body pumping again. Again, it gives a little bit of energy. So try that. Speaking to people. The one thing for working from home that I really think has changed is because of Zoom and that. When you're in a Zoom meeting with people, you don't talk to the people you might have done before. I know it might sound like not talking over someone or somebody else is speaking in the room, but how many times did you do at team meetings and you're talking to the person next to you? And then there's somebody else talking. Those little interactions we don't seem to have anymore. If it's possible, do one to ones Zoom calls if you're allowed to do that at your work. Do that and talk to somebody else, not about work or anything, just for a couple of minutes, five minutes, to see how they're doing, how they're getting on the day. How's the family? What have they been up to? Have they done anything nice? Done anything? Went anywhere special you could maybe go? Maybe tell you about something about for a nice meal or a nice walk or whatever. It's amazing how much uplifting that is. And you're helping them because the more that you get them to talk about it, the better they feel because they're remembering the emotions and the feelings they had when they did that. So it's a great way of helping each other. Plan your week, if possible, to do something for you. Something you look forward to. Most people say, oh, I can't wait to Friday. But then Friday comes and, what is it? I, I'm not working, what do I do now? Hmm, don't know. You ask your other half or you think the kids, what would they want to do? You always leave it, then you spend that long deliberating what you're going to do. You lose so much time. Plan something for the weekend. Something good. If the weather's not great and you want to stay in, maybe plan a movie day with the family. Give one of them, tell whoever does something good that week, gets it, whoever's the best that week, gets to choose whatever the film is. That includes you, your wife, partner, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it is. Use or choose as well as them. But try something that's just fun. Something you do, go for a walk out in the country, go down to the beach, even though it's not great. It's amazing that the sea air, what it can do for people. Just walking along a beach, a promenade, don't even go on the beach. Walking the sand's better if you can do it. Barefooted. Do that, same as going out in the country. I had something recently this week with people doing it and putting their feet on the grass. They just say it makes them feel so grounded, soft, warm, hard, whatever it is. You start to notice these feelings. It goes through your whole body and your body feels better. You mentally feel better. As I said earlier, but the breaks is an important part. Set them out and water. I always have water next to me. But always have something there, just this dehydration is another thing that leads to burnout. When you're dehydrated, you're tired, you stress more, you get anxious, all leads to that. Another thing it can be is just say the exercise can be as I said to the walk, do the Tai Chi, yoga, whatever at your desk. But if you finish and you can do something else, try and do some more exercise. Anything invigorating is great. Get with friends, if you know people playing maybe five sides or yeah, one want to go for a walk. If they want to do sports together, maybe you could go to these classes. You get boxercise, you get boot camps, you've got everything now. Spin, all these things I hear people talking about, go and do them. Find something you really enjoy. But most of all, maybe even your diet, that food can sometimes do it, the type of food you eat. Funny because 
I can always say that I can never be a vegetarian because I love meat too much. Yet one of my favourite things at the moment is the salad. And I think it's because of the colours. I was even joking the other day when we put the salad that we've made up for a song. And it was a, a song um, culture club in the East called Camel Chameleon, Red, Gold and Green. And that's how it looked. And it just makes you feel good when you look and you can remember something. But the colours of veg is amazing. You put it on a plate and you see how good even that can make you feel. As we say, we eat with our eyes. When you look at something, if it looks really good, smells good and tastes good. The first thing is usually they say, what you look at or the smell before you taste it. So do some, maybe cook some different, make things that are different. Just changing things up. The biggest thing with burnout is people have two rigid routines. And these routines limit them from what they can do. Find new ones. Change your routines. Change the way you look at things. Let your mind be different. Be more expressive. Be more confident in yourself. Set yourself goals. Set yourself something. Definitely big goals, even for the day. Little things you want to achieve that day. Set them out for yourself. You'll be amazing how good you feel when you get them. I've mentioned before something that helps a lot of people's journaling. Do it at night. I'll say people to write down three things at night that they really done well that day. So your little ones, they're much better than the bigger ones at times because they build up. You don't always realise. Remember what I said at the beginning, how burnout can just creep up? Well, so can the good things you do. Because you don't always appreciate the little things. You look for something big as a one. Small things can be. Whatever it is, find whatever suits you. Find whatever way you can change things to do for you. If you start doing these things, one, if you have suffering the burnout, that will help you to change. By changing your routines, change your habits, change your food, get more exercise, fresh air, all these things will help. But even if you've not got that far, but you feel, mm, you sometimes feel those days, like we said earlier, when you can be struggling, then start these things now, because they will prevent you getting to the fact of burnout. And is that not better than waiting to actually get it? Being proactive with something is always better than being reactive. If you're proactive enough about this, you put these things in place, you won't have to worry about burnout because you won't get there. Just getting that balance right. The world from home has made it slightly different. In some ways, people think it's greater because we don't have to travel to work, but you also don't have the interactions you used to have with people. Those personal interactions do a lot for you mentally as well as physically. They make you feel better. Try and get that again. Meet people wherever you can, outside anywhere. It doesn't have to cost them. Say, go for walks with them. Have a chat. Just tell each other how each other's doing. It's amazing how much that can help you. But remember, when you do speak to an employer or a GP or whoever it is you go away, make sure that you tell them what you need. It's not all about just saying what the problem is. Give them solutions. It's easier for someone to help you if they know what you really need and what it is you're looking for. So tell them that. As I said with a GP, you've got six to ten minutes to tell them everything you need. Try and be as concise as you can what the issues are. Tell them what the actual pain points are rather than, well, this day this happened and that and be descriptive all the way up to you. Just say, okay, I'm not concentrating very well. Because of that, I'm not being productive at work. It's impacting me with colleagues. It's impacting me with my my boss, it's impacting me, the family. I just feel agitated. What I mean by that is that I burn up at times, I have stomach feels turning, my hair's on, my arms stick out, I feel sweaty. 
All these things are what they need to know. They're the symptoms of the pain points. It doesn't need to be the story around about it. They've only got a short period of time. Tell them all that and say, I need help. What can you do? And then see what they say. If the option is, they say medication, fine. If that is an option that I need, that's okay. Is that going to resolve it all? Or is it just going to make me feel better? If it's not resolving in that, what else can you offer? And if you can't, then give the keys and go and see somebody like me. Your initial call is going to be free anyway. You might as well have a chat. It doesn't cost you anything. Might actually relieve some of the tension without anything else because you might actually find that initial chat's all we need. That little talk just to see when you speak to someone, let them know what's wrong and you listen to, that can be so important. Sometimes that's all people need. Just need someone to listen. Maybe just point them in the right direction. So you come to see me is not all about just how we can work together. It can be as simple as the fact is maybe just getting off your chest is the only thing you need to do. If that's so, that's fine with me. If it's not something that I deal with, I will happily find someone else that can help me. Someone I know and I trust, I will pass you on to them. But whatever it is, make the changes today. Do not wait. It's the biggest thing people say, they wait for the perfect time. There is no perfect time. Perfect times never come. Perfect time for you is going to be now. What do they say? Tomorrow never comes. And before you know it, today's gone. It's going to be the next day you're saying, but it's not really. Everything's today. Yesterday's the one that's gone. Tomorrow never comes. You've only got today. So why not just do it now? Start making those changes now. Simple little things. Go and pick something different you were going to have for dinner. Maybe even go for a walk before it or after it. Put some different on TV and then even listen to some music instead. Whatever it is, you choose. If I can help in any way, please reach out and let me know. So my name's Tony Gordon. My company name is Changing Your Mind Limited. The Limited is LTD. So it's Changing Your Mind Limited. And my email is Tony Gordon at Changing Your Mind Limited. Or to make it even easier for you, I have a booking system. It's called Calendly, which is C-A-L-E-N-D-L-Y. Calendly.com forward slash my name, Tony Gordon. So Calendly.com forward slash Tony Gordon. If you click on that, it takes you straight through. You'll see you've got a choice of 30 minute or 60 minute call. Click on it. Have a look then when I'm available. See when it suits you. Pick the time. You'll automatically get a Zoom link sent to you. And I get an indication that you're going to get booked in a session with me. If you put a couple of details or something, let me know what it is. That's great. If not, that's okay. We'll have it on an initial call. And it says it's free of charge. So maybe it's just some guidance you need. Maybe it's just some, at least some ideas what to do. Maybe you just need to talk. But please, whatever it is, reach out to someone. There's no meaning, like I said, your GP, your employer, a friend, family member. Reach out. Don't hold everything in. That's where burnout really takes hold of someone is because they don't get the help they need. Ask for it. So thank you very much for listening. Thank you all for joining me again. I always appreciate it. And the same as what I had today. If you've got a subject that you want me to discuss or it's just something you want to battle, or even better, if you want to come on as a guest, then please let me know. I've gave you the email, you've got the boom, come get in touch with me and I'll get you on. Or if not, let me know the subject and I'll get it. Um, so I'm doing this every two weeks now just because I work. Um, two weeks time, I will have uh, another coach, but he's, he's also a podcaster. He's just published author, he's a children's author, his book's just been published. So his name is Mark Lestrange from Dublin. So Mark will be here in two weeks and we're going to have a chat about what he's now doing as a coach 
but also thinks how he's helped people through COVID, through music, through his podcasting, um, and just different things that he's used for his society and community to help other people who have had issues. And now it's changed for him how he wants to take that going forward. And his children's book's brilliant, but I'll let him tell you all about it. But it is really good. I've already had the copyright for my niece. So look forward to Mark being on. So I'll be in two weeks' time. I'll put a note before just to remind people. But Mark Lestrange is a published children's author, a coach, and a podcaster. So take care of you and your family between now and then. Anything you get in touch with me, please, Tony Gordon at changeofmindlimited.com. Just get in touch. Until then, take care, everybody. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for listening and tune in next week for more great conversation, valuable tips and positive ideas, allowing you to take your first step towards learning, growing and succeeding.